0: This
1: is the
2: Video Jumpyard Podcast. Here, here. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. It's a lion. It's a lion. It's a
0: lion. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, hello.
1: From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half ape, with the strength of twenty demons. It's
2: time. And welcome back to another episode of the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson, with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Hey guys, how's it going?
1: It's going.
2: It's, uh,
0: let the spice flow. The spice must flow. The spice must <laughs> flow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, because right. if you've clicked on this episode, you know we're going to be talking about Dune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, who's we don't not really these have days.
1: To...
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, based this was... on Dune's history of just constantly being bloated and being put into two parters or whatnot, uh, we we can't spare any time. No, I oh,
2: guess we're, Yeah, currently. we're going to take the, the David Lynch <laughs> approach and cover it in one. So. Yeah, that's, just, that's a good point. <laughs> but no, I, I Do did want to just briefly one. say, you know, there's there's this new version of Dune that has come out, and we decided that we, instead of reviewing that, because we were going to review something older, that we're going to tackle the 1984 David Lynch film Dune.
0: Now, the most widely read, talked about, and cherished masterpiece of a generation comes to the screen. Dino De Laurentiis presents. Dune. I see two great houses feuding. A world where the unexpected, many dangers exist on Arrakis. The unknown Police. and the unbelievable meet. Where kingdoms are built on earth
1: that moves, and skies are filled with fire. Where warriors fight with a thought and kill with a word.
0: Stop. A world that holds creation's greatest treasure. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And greatest terrors. <laughs> a world where the mighty. Mighty! The mad.
2: All I can see is an Atreides that I want to kill.
0: And the magical. The sleeper has awakened! Will have their final battle. A world called doom. Long live the fighters! will kill until no Harkonnen breathes Arakin air.
1: Dune.
2: A world beyond your experience. Beyond your imagination. Um, okay, so, I think before we really get started, we should uh, first discuss um, our individual histories with Dune, because mine is, like, embarrassingly (laughs) (laughs) low.
0: I well, mean, there's always a time to start. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> so. say.
1: So, just because you're not exposed to something doesn't mean it's a bad thing necessarily. Um,
0: that's a weird way to work I it, but I go first. For
1: it, yeah. uh, picked up a copy of Dune when I was in high school. I think from like the school library, just like wandering around, found something to read. Had heard of it before. Yeah. Uh, got about 50 or so pages in. Went, whoa, nothing happens in this book that I'm interested in, and put it back down. Um, it's flash a very, forward about yeah. five more years and i think i tried again and i think it took me uh up to the third attempt third time was a charm to get through this book by the time i finished it i had decided wow i really like this book but it took me a while to get around to it hmm. so history with this actual <laughs> film i i saw the film prior to reading the book uh on the recommendation of a a good friend mutual friend of joe joe and i's um it being one of his supposed favorite movies at the time, uh, and watched it thought, "Whoa, that was kind of weird, interesting, weird, but didn't think much of it, uh, until I read the book. And it just kind of like, I was like, wow, that was really nothing like that movie it was, but it wasn't like, <laughs> so, uh, anyway that, yeah, that's really my, my history with it. I, I recently reread Dune more recently, maybe like, uh, five years ago or so, and then read the sequels as well. So I've gotten a little more into it. Uh, I think i got as far as the third dune novel but
0: (laughs) what about you ron um i was aware of dune when i was a teenager like i like there was a lot of like references um throughout like sci-fi as this this particular movie and well dune in general as a lot of nerds know is like just the basis for most modern sci-fi including mm-hmm. star wars um f- the novel was anyways but this movie in particular like i just there was a lot of references uh even in a in a japanese manga slash anime that i liked uh called Helsing, one of the weapons is actually in harkonnen which is a, a canon uh <laughs> and c- periodically uh, a character is visited by the spirit of her gun which is baron harkonnen <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Which w- it made me laugh. So uh, and they even put that in the the, o- the, 2000s OVA. So I thought that was funny. Anyway, so it was one of those things where, like fuck. I gotta I gotta get on Dune. So I think I saw Dune the movie, like bl- on Blu-ray for like the first time in like my 20s, and I it was like like 23 or something like that. And this is also around the time that I'm like, what is it like to watch certain movies that are allegedly psychedelic? Why on psychedelics? and uh i i really enjoyed this movie a lot uh in that period of time (laughs) and uh (laughs) and just just this past year i think like when um when they announced the new movie was coming out uh just this not this year but the year prior during the pandemic during quarantine like i decided like hey you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna listen to the dune novel on on uh on um audiobook because i know for a fact like i struggled reading books in general uh (laughs) that uh i i'm not even gonna fucking try with dune if i want to get through it uh so i i did the audiobook while i was doing artwork and i just it makes it easy for me and my attention span made it easier but then we watched the i watched this movie again right away and then we few months later it's just like hey let's review it i'm like i guess i'm getting it two in a year so, <laughs> three if you count the new one. So. Well, I, I,
2: I guess my history with this is a little closer to yours. Uh, in experience, Ryan, cause I I had heard of Dune growing up. I knew there was something to do with spice and deserts and yeah. big, giant worms, and that was about it. But everybody was always like <laughs> and a eh. floating fat guy. So huh? I didn't even hear about that. Oh, okay. um, like that was so that sleeper was, has awakened was, was a thing said a lot too so and so i i just um I, I don't even remember hearing anything like that or it didn't register if i did but every time somebody would, would make a reference to dune and i'd ask what was that from and they'd say dune and they would just kind of roll their eyes like yeah the movie sucked <laughs> um <laughs> and then i later found out that no this is a book that came out years before um and actually had there there'd been attempts behind the scenes to to do a film of it in the past um but it was always this very dense science fiction novel it was like a, that's and i think it's funny because when this movie was being made they were trying to approach it from this mon, this uh, attitude of this is star wars for adults mm-hmm. because i think yeah. the book is kind of like sci-fi for adults because it's very political it's right. not a lot of them you know zip around space kind of a thing it's it's very very political it's it's more game it's, of it's thrones it's a lot by of patience it is and i and so when i started doing audible uh audiobooks a couple years ago i tried dune i was like oh here's an opportunity because i can just absorb it while i'm driving and i actually had a hard time with it i couldn't finish it on audiobook because it it's so dense and the, the topics are so involved if i zoned out for like 10 seconds i'd be lost so um I just I actually, went with it. I'm like, I, I'm
0: lost, but I'm not going to record, like, rewind. I'm just going to go forward and try to figure it out as I go.
2: But then I, I, I did see the movie, this movie for the first time. Just I probably a few months ago is whenever I got, maybe a year ago. Whenever I got um, HBO Max, because <laughs> that's oh, where okay. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at least okay, so I saw the movie. Was still kind of lost, but I at least could pick up more of what was going on and thought it was fucking wild and now i'm actually going back and i'm in the process of reading the book uh, like a paperback version and i'm just mm. doing it a few pages when i feel like it like i am in no hurry to finish this but i'm going through it and i just i can absorb it a little better in well, that in may small, be a it's, way to do it it's, small doses. i would say
0: it's kind of like uh it's like running a nerd marathon of sorts like once you do this accomplishment you feel like a more accomplished like nerd of sorts kind of like an athlete like hey, I did a fucking triathlon. Yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I read Dune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how oh, I'm shooting it. It's like my own little like, yeah, okay, here's a book. And you get the
1: Yeah, I but have wanna... you read have you read Dune Messiah? And it's like I oh, have. No. Okay.
0: I just haven't yeah. gotten to Do the Children of Dune. I have Children of Dune. I just I've like re-
1: I've read that those three. Stopped. I stopped after Children of Dune, but yeah. yeah.
0: You're still ahead of me by one book. And I'm i s- I'm <laughs> still ahead of Joe by a book and a half. And it's so... it's
1: it's, it's... Almost a a, a a test of uh, willpower, I think, when it comes it to is. the second book in a lot of ways. But
0: you, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't those people who go like, I read Dune and rub it in your face. They do exist, but I feel like a majority of us says I read Dune. And like yeah. yeah. out of breath, like <laughs> that was a mountain. Not because yeah. not because it was challenging in an impressive standpoint, but just whoo, that's a long walk Yeah, <laughs> with not in a the, lot of trees. In the desert. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, it's... I guess,
2: you know, like, how do, do we describe what it's about? I mean, that's kind <laughs> of... How about I mean... we do this and go with this paragraph-long paragraph, <laughs> paragraph long
1: synopsis I found on Google, and we'll take it from there. I'm not even going to attempt to try and, like, explain what's going on or, or describe Dune it would take us the rest of the episode to to talk it out, so
0: it would be a two part episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, just for <laughs> us
1: to summarize. but um, yeah, let's it's a go lot with of this world. in the year ten thousand one hundred and ninety one, a spice called melange is the most valuable substance known in the universe, and its only source is the desert desert planet arrakis. A royal decree awards arrakis to Duke Leto atreides and ousts his bitter enemies, the Harkonnens. However, the Harkonnens violently seize back their fiefdom. It's up to Paul, Leto's son, to lead the Fremen, the natives of Arrakis, in, the, in a battle for control of the planet and its spice, based on Frank Herbert's epic novel. So, anyway.
2: But you know what, yeah. that, that description doesn't make sense because it totally leaves out the possibility that Paul is the Quasach Hatterach, a Masonic figure that's expected <laughs> by the Bene Gesserit sisterhood. Now it makes sense right yeah right. yeah it's and, it's and also Jesus, you know the messiah character but for the fremen really. and you know, yep.
1: spice says psychotropic uh yeah properties well, that accentuate the uh Bene Gesserit talents that paul has which he's able to teach to the fremen yeah anyway what's up? you know
0: what i feel like i should build on to joe's build on of eric's intro is that not only is it <laughs> he the kazar cataract <laughs> yeah that's a the fun. car cat cataract um <laughs> it's actually a metaphor about false idol idolization and how you shouldn't invest all your eggs psychologically and spiritually into one basket because the whole story is about a guy knowing his future going oh shit if i'm not careful i might create a intergalactic jihad oops i did yeah yeah this book has layers like dune has hills and (laughs) sand
1: oh not to mention there's this entire like socio-political uh atmosphere or backdrop that this is taking place on where there's an emperor and all these competing fiefdoms as
0: they called it in the description so did we mention that this book has has layers yeah it's quite the world it's a fascinating world build um, and I think that's one of those weaknesses with the film is that not, not against the film, but just like this movie, this story was supposed to be unfilmable and like, it took two tries and with like a two, good amount of decades in between.
1: To a certain extent, I still, even after seeing the Dune from 2021, I still feel like it's a little bit unfilmable.
0: Like well, they've done, a, they've say, done a, they've yeah. given it a
1: really good shot here, but
0: <laughs> like it's a big, beautiful world. And it's like, it's like, I don't. I don't <laughs> I pity anyone who attempts to shorten it. Well, I mean uh, without we haven't actually
2: seen... making it feel And and we haven't seen part two yet yeah, of true. the new one. So right, we, we so... haven't even gotten into the uh spacing guild navigators who fold space time and permit interstellar travel. We haven't even uh, touched on uh, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well what is... about what Shit. about we you know who does touch on it, though? Dune 84, David Lynch goes full out into it. And boy. Full out? Well,
2: what the hell? That, bold like a lamp creative ray decisions. I think
1: <laughs> that is really an excellent place to start, I think, because we just kind of like, you know, really, really quickly ran down some of the concepts of what the novel's about.
0: We just prince's earlong your asses.
1: How? Oh, <laughs> like does, this movie do, did. And Joe mentioned earlier, they'd been trying to make this thing into a movie pretty much since the late 60s so about 10 years after this book this book gains popularity people are interested in making this into a film uh supposedly it always had frank herbert's blessing uh to become a film but yeah it went from one kind of bounced from one filmmaker to another i won't spend long on it but there's a really fascinating documentary about the attempt that the, uh, surrealist filmmaker Alejandro Jorodowski, uh, oh, yeah, made one. or attempted to make Dune. Uh, it's pretty crazy. And his, some of his ideas make David Lynch seem pretty tame. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, won't dive into that, but, um, yeah, like a, just the sheer size of this thing, trying to adapt it. And I think when David Lynch got involved with the project, this was initially going to already be a huge pro- huge project. It was going to be spread over two, possibly three films. They had decided finally on two when he started writing. Um, unfortunately, somewhere in the writing process, I think they canned the second film and went, we're going to do this in one. And then by the time it actually hits post-production, they're like, well, by the way, we're going to do this in one, and the distributors don't like that it's three and a half hours long, so we're going to do this in one two-hour movie, uh, which caused him to go back to do rewrite some scenes and reshoot some material to make it make a more sense in a shorter format. I think summing up because all that, of that, I don't really have yeah. a question, but kind of summing up all of that is going to explain what we will go on in the rest of the show and probably like nitpick at.
2: That's what happened to this movie. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. one of the reasons that David Lynch to this day doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a
0: traumatic <laughs> experience for David Lynch, and that means something yeah. <laughs> from a director who does nothing but make traumatic experiences for viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah.
1: if you got David Lynch to to not want to talk about something, it's. Uh,
0: hey David, do you remember it. that time that you made that giant mutant space newt baby creature that shoots lasers and travels throughout space and time? No, can we talk about a racer head? I thought we were.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the voice. You kind of nailed it. Yeah, you kind of nailed that. That was that was pretty good.
0: Um, thank you. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Um, yeah. Y- yeah, this this I think the the space navigators are where I really was just like what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Those that, mouths that, are provocative. There, I, right? It's just, and yeah. it's, it, it's not even the scene where like the, the big one comes in in the tank, like the main <laughs> navigator. That one I was just like, all right, I'm it's on board. It's not every That's... day
0: that you can just say it's not like that big one in the tank that comes at you and and yeah. have it make sense.
2: Yeah, it's it's when we actually see what the what the space navigator does.
0: Yeah. That
2: where okay, so it's breathing in the spice and is it pooping out lasers? Is that a, no, that's, that's its going? mouth. That was still I its it mouth. All just oh
1: no, I think it was coming out of both. Both. It sides looked like it was thing, coming yeah. out of
0: both yeah. ends.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, the mouth had kind of like a predator-ish kind of like mandible, like extendable mandible thing that looked like I, mouth fingers, kind of. And the other side did not. It was just more of a, sphinct, a sphincter, yeah, like, <laughs> rather cloacal. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the mouth was very V. It was very V for vagina. I'm yeah. going to oh, say yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and the face itself is like the worst case of systemic acne I've ever seen in a person in my entire life <laughs> very oh my pole, god like, this... they evolved into internet trolls
1: <laughs> It's the evolved it's state of... of the internet troll
2: like... just yeah. that's
0: that's the future
2: it that explains
0: of... why they're the ones who hire the hit
2: <laughs> <laughs> the thing looks like a crossing a tadpole and a tardigrade and but it but yeah, yeah like but it's farting lasers are
1: burping so,
0: spices it's and like the, I, it it's was... like a melted cabbage patch doll <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's
1: a great early example of and i like <laughs> that you introduced the the catchphrase early of david lynch's uh bold creative decisions in this movie because even that i mean the, the, the description in the novel as i remember um does have some of these elements however this is a total like lynchian take on, <laughs> on herbert's prose uh, yeah. to create that it's, creature. So, And it's one of the things that I think is kind of delightful about this movie is you just see enough David Lynch in here to be like, oh, you know, it's David Lynch's Dune. It might not be any, everybody's Dune, but this is. Uh, I can see yeah. where his, his influence is in this movie. But.
2: Well, it's got an enormous cast, and I think it's probably Lynch. best to just yeah. talk about some of them and then the characters they're playing, because, again, sure. you're right, it's very Lynchian. Even in the way that he's directing some of them,
1: most of the cast of Twin Peaks is here. Even though it's going to be ten more
2: years or before they right do that show, <laughs> but right. So you've got, I mean, the the main character, of course, is Paul. Um, you know, Paul Atreides, who's played by uh, Kyle Mac- McLaughlin um, Yeah, Paul's supposed to be a lot younger, right? Yeah, I like feel 15, like they, he's more age
1: appropriate in the new one. Yeah. Yeah, He's definitely a little on the older side here. But then they aged his parents in this too, so maybe it was a deliberate decision.
2: I don't know. But. True, but <laughs> at the same time, we've got a what's supposed to be a 15, 16-year-old Paul. We've got a like, 25, 30-year-old Paul, but he's acting like a whiny 15, 16-year-old. I mean, really, he's uh, royalty, Joe. So. Yeah, but it's it's really <laughs> this is... bad. Like, I kept thinking about that old starburst commercial like i'm the young lad who likes berries and cream it's just what he reminded me of
0: (laughs) i mean that man's making a resurgence so (laughs) (laughs) maybe he'll be in the part two of dune (laughs) Uh, selling some spice um
2: yeah so i don't know like that and then the way that they do some of his you know the the training and stuff which is pretty much right out of the book it's just the way that it's stylized here like when he's having his um uh, spar with with gurney
0: oh and the giant uh dirty ice cube blocks
1: yeah yes yeah, yeah. the uh armor the well, i don't even know what they call it i don't remember uh it, what it's it's, it's yeah, shielded like it's yeah just, it's a type yeah. of type of shield essentially like think of a shield of for a you know a, a space ship in star trek or something uh but for your body essentially that's about
0: yeah, and of course they get Patrick Stewart to be the one who introduced it. Raise the shields. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but yeah, I have
1: the weird blocky kind of reminds me of what nowadays uh, you would think of as maybe like Minecraft animation,
0: almost like. Yeah. I mean, it uh, looked like Tron like... meets Gumby. It... There you go. <laughs> it was very like. Mm. Well,
2: it, and it's hard to even see what the heck's going on
0: when they're fighting because it's it's so opaque. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks can't. they look like they're fighting in like uh blocky suits made of uh, ambrosia you know like, yeah, like the yeah old fashioned, just, like, jello looks well, like,
2: like somebody just kind of blurred like drew a blurred stick man over the like <laughs> yeah but one of the problems is like you're you're supposed to be able to see in one of those scenes that these field these force fields work great at something coming in at high velocity but if something comes in real slow they can penetrate it. Right, so like you can stab somebody right. by pushing it through rather than just like a quick jab, but you can't see what the hell they're doing. So it's it's supposed to be showing <laughs> wailing that. on it each just, other. It just doesn't like all I see is these orange things hitting each other, and there's weird things going on inside, but I can't make it out. Um, so yeah, one one of these. Of Please the,
0: make it stop. <laughs> That's what I would beg. Yeah, yeah, it
2: it was it was strange, but yeah, and then you've got Patrick Stewart as as gurney halleck who's the gurney yeah the the man-at-arms of dune (laughs) essentially yep yep um and oh god who else comes in around that scene too oh do you see well the um dean stockwell who unfortunately just recently passed away yeah recently as as dr yua um and the friggin' hair and eyebrows on these people oh my god you mean the (laughs) mentats yeah yeah with their Thooph, accentuated Thoophur. eyebrows Thoophur. I yeah you
0: know. the man I've never seen eyebrows that look like they can actually scratch your back for you um, <laughs> it was a very interesting way to do a comb over <laughs> <laughs> but he's not the only one rocking them brows
1: no no uh, but uh no Harkonnens have a mentality Chuckie don't himself they,
0: but, yeah. yeah played by uh what's his face Brad Dorf Brad Wormtongue
1: worm- yep you know, yeah, fun
0: as, fact. As, as... You know that little that little thing that he does, where he says like, you know, I'm I, when he drinks the juice, the yeah. juice stain the lips, and yeah, he made that up. Oh, really? Hmm. Brad Dwarf made that up. That's original Brad, it huh? It. <coughs> yep, it's an original Brad. Nice. Um, but he's it, it's fantastic
1: and everything. By the way, he's just one of those guys that could pull anything off, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even those eyebrows. He he actually yeah. made actually both actors made sense in those eyebrows because you have a really old man. At first, I'm like, wow, this actor has really fucking bushy brows. And then when Brad comes, on, I'm like, I know for a fact that you actually lack eyebrows, but you look good in them, even if it's exaggerated. <laughs> it's matching the whole, you know, um, what's the clown from fucking not Krusty but uh, Sideshow side, side, side Bob look. Oh yeah, there you going go. on. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um. And then let's see, you got. Uh, I guess the Harkonnens really is are the, the real scene chewers.
1: <laughs> well, Nathan McMillan is the Baron. Oh
0: God! You th- yeah. You, th- you know, you never. You think when you see this movie, and it's just like, oh my God, what is this gross, conniving, uh bloated dictator of a man no way is this real and then when you watch this movie after 2020 you're like oh this is a very tame version of reality yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. like yeah this guy's all over the place like yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah so baron Var- baron Harkonnen, you got kenneth mcmillan jesus christ um so i have to say i i, I really love the portrayal in the new version it feels closer yeah. to the book I don't know. Yeah. This oh, is the, oh, the very, Baron. Yeah. This is yeah. very... Lynchian. This is
0: the most lynching... Th- yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: He this really goes all over the
1: place uh, with this. What's like up the, with the... The, pl- the, the, the flying around, the, like, whatever sickness he's, da- he, like, has, um, which is hinted it's at a... surely in the novel he's, that he's ill with something, and uh, I believe, and uh, I i think in the new one you kind of get that he's definitely like taking some treatments or something and like the baths and like yeah. the. um well they don't really get into the it because it is
0: his ob...
1: obesity in the books it says his,
0: his obesity is mm-hmm. is a byproduct of like being poisoned by the benny jesserit Gesser- right. um right, and right. like surviving. Uh hints needing of suspenders. But the the pus to Joe answer your question, the pus on the face of this is because uh AIDS epidemic at yeah, the time. That's kinda what yeah. I
2: figured. Uh, which does not
0: helpful when you have a like homosexual character that is a sexual deviant mm-hmm. with uh a disease. Yeah. Not never a good look. Even for yeah, the I original Baron in the book. That's books. been
1: taken that way and I don't think anybody involved in writing or directing this or well, it's the same person. But writing or producing this film has commented on that. It seems yeah. very out of character for David Lynch. However, um, the De Laurentiis production, you know, family hierarchy, whatever, wasn't that wasn't you know known to be quite as sensitive. Um, if had that come total, you know, straight from Lynch, I, I'd be surprised that he would be even in that period of time insensitive in that way. But yeah. I don't know, maybe. I think well, so, so whatever its intention was, I certainly think it was uh, in poor taste, especially at the time when it came out. But
0: well, I think it, I think it is circumstance because I think he wanted to make a really vile villain. Mm. Uh, so this this Baron is flat out pure like sadism, <laughs> uh, yeah. which oh, in yeah. the book. Yeah. The book, the the Hark- Hark- uh, Harkonnen isn't really, or the Baron isn't very sadistic. I mean, he's he has his sadistic tendencies, but he doesn't do things out of the pure enjoyment of them. Like, I mean, torture people per se necessarily. When you really right. learn about it, it's like he 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 likes to gloat for sure. But this guy is just killing will willy-nilly left and right and i think he just i think lynch wanted to make a really gross character that he that he himself would enjoy very lynchian but the problem is like the, ca- the character in the novel is is gay or at least at the at the very most like some like i mean it's it seems homosexual but he could be pan or uh omni or whatever like um but, yeah, it's, it sucks because the original character has perversions uh, right. of a certain nature. Not saying homosexuality, by the way, is a perversion, but he, the cha- character himself, is a vile, sexual... Yes, uh, they show that
2: they show that in this version. Oh, God. Um, yes. and, and with, yeah, the, the one character that comes in, whoever that individual is, it just gets like... Yeah. I, I don't get what things going on with the oil, and I don't even want to ask yeah Um, i'm not sure
0: no 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 fucking clue
2: but the this i i did show i watched this my wife actually watched the new one with me she didn't watch this one and just to mess with her i after i finished it i looked up the scene on on youtube and i was like all right i'm going to show you a clip from david lynch's dune but totally out of context (laughs) and she's like all right and I showed her the scene where the Baron is flying around the steam chamber, just laughing, mm. and then Sting walks <laughs> <Yeah>. out.
0: <laughs>
2: and she was like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, even in
0: context, it's uh, even in context, a
1: bit questionable. But you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sting. We didn't mention Sting uh, as in the musician. Um, yeah being in this thing and not uh, the
0: pro wrestler right, <laughs> that would have right. been a very interesting addition actually <laughs> probably would have made more sense oh he should have been the beast anyway sorry no oh, yeah the other the other nephew uh-huh. the beast yeah robin but no. yeah so <clears>
2: yeah staying in this that... in his uh magical little underwear or whatever the hell that was
0: <laughs> oh yeah not sure he like doesn't do much with from, this character like, that's City. for sure but
1: Besides, yeah. like, yeah. Um, you know, get oiled up and have that one scene. Uh, but oh, and the, yeah, then yeah, the battle at the end.
2: But. Yeah, a, yeah, he battles at the end, but it's it's like, I guess we'll get to it. But I I, one of the things about this that I really didn't care for was the decision to have a lot of inner voice monologue oh yeah
0: Ooh, the whisper this is the biggest uh, thing i wanted whisper to talk about, about that they have.
1: What killed this movie but yeah
2: sorry yeah. go ahead. I didn't mean to. no no that it really did <laughs> because and i think that's something you know in any book you get a character's inner monologue and it's the filmmaker's responsibility to get that inner monologue demonstrated by directing a cast to emote that right mm-hmm. um in this one it's like now nah, we're just gonna we're just gonna tell you and it's gonna get really annoying Yep, and when they do I, the well, Ben the you know, voice, it's, it's just like the most disturbing and hilarious thing ever. <laughs> it kind of sounds especially like when that. it's
0: coming out of the metal teeth of a Bezy Jezeret, mm-hmm. like the me- metal teeth part for sure. Like, ooh. yeah, it kind of just sounds like a vocal
1: transformer, almost like the voice from the you know the voice on the phone from Scream. Like,
2: <laughs> but when you yeah. got a little girl doing it, yeah, yeah, it's hilarious um a little girl who can barely act anyway not to make fun of kids but i mean it it wasn't good um yeah that's the thing that i mean yeah most of the disposition in this
1: movie is done via voiceover which they they try to pass off like it's the voice but it's just like bad voiceover describing things they don't have time to put scenes in for the movie um it is noted on, and I, it, I don't know, I have to like read a little bit about the making of this movie or something to see how much is, but it is noted on the Wikipedia page that when they went back and did reshoots to shorten the film, which is just bizarre to me that they did that, um, they, rec- they they changed some of the script and then they recorded a bunch of extra voiceovers. So literally some of that stuff was put in there to explain things that were from scenes that had to be cut in the film so this is probably I mean, the point where david lynch is... was hanging his head and you know walking away from this forever oh, i see uh, i would assume yeah. um it just seems so unnatural uh and i have never seen a movie lean on voiceover in the way that this does and it's such a Ooh, like i have one i have one bizarre like uh, but you know most of the time you'll get like in a movie that like, voiceover is maybe not universally bad but it's it's kind of always kind of like there's a problem here because they have they can't tell this story visually they have to like tell us this um. uh but in this movie yeah. it's not it's not like you usually get like an in between the scenes the detective's going to be like so after uh, you know the dame came to my like the, the old film noir trope of the narrator kind of taking right. it from scene to scene um This doesn't do that. This is literally just you're hearing thoughts that people are having. So they'll have, like, an intense look on their face, and it'll be like, and da-da-da-da-da, and they'll, like, fill you in on some information, and it's like, wow, that's really, really lazy, terrible screenwriting is what it is. Well,
2: plus it begins with... It doesn't help that it also begins with the whole Princess Irulan. Yeah, Irulan. Irulan. Irulan, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing her, her prologue. Speak. You know, oh and i f- forgot to tell you i'm like oh for christ's sake virginia madsen a young virginia madsen yeah 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 it, it, it just... and then
0: it's followed up by a a situation report done by the guild to explain yep. the plot that they're just about to actually perform in the next scene yep. which is you know space this fetus movie... humanoid mutant and this is the thing that i emperor to kill child <laughs>
1: yeah yeah And it's something I really enjoyed about the 2021 Dune, which also is not perfect, by the way. And I know we're not reviewing that movie, but in contrast, um, is that it wasn't so worried. This movie seems like it's so worried, at least from a production standpoint, like the De Laurentiis, uh, the producers of the film, um, are so worried about people understanding this movie, like so overdoing it. Like, this is the explanation. This is what's going on. Do you get it now? Do you get it? And like I mean, by the end of it you still don't really if you don't have any background in it. Uh the new movie kind of let that go a little bit. Like it's not like they didn't explain, but like it was just like some of the stuff like the the minutia and the little details, we're just gonna let that kind of take place in the background and we're gonna Yeah, kind of smooth over some of that stuff. We don't have to hit you over the head with a hammer and give you these giant info dumps or narration or whatever. And I actually think that worked better—the soft touch. Uh, did it? Did it? I think if somebody just watches, you know, eighty-four Dune uh, versus twenty-twenty-one Dune, eighty-four Dune is going to give you a lot more. You're going to know the details. You're not going to have as much fun watching it, probably, but yeah. you're going to know that stuff. <laughs> well, so, y- so.
0: you mentioned before, like another movie doing a voiceover, and this actually segues quite well to something I wanted to bring up: is that this this movie has a lot of parallels with blade runner oh yeah so we watch i think a lot all three of us pretty much watched the final cut but must we forget the first original theatric version was a blade runner had similar production problems had a you know well-known director (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, being forced to try to do this thing and you know also has problems with post-production including hey let's add voiceover work <laughs> and yep. it's, it's like, um, but the funny thing is, is like, and I think it's funny because the director who did the new Dune, also did the sequel to Blade Runner. <laughs> it's, um, yes, so he's just he attacking whatever movie Sean Young has been in. So I can't wait till he does Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, yeah. Dennis I was building Vill- up Vill- just Villanoy to make that was joke. Ace Ventura, pet
1: detective. That's so.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of long okay. shots.
1: That (laughs) Yeah. That was worth it. That was worth the build up, so Okay, yeah.
0: Long other folks. I like Dune that way. If you if you dedicate your time and energy towards it, it will might have a payout. The only other
2: movie I can think of right offhand that has a voiceover for a part of it is in the original Richard Donner Superman. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's more of like a little poem thing. It's it's its Mm -hmm. own it's kind of its own thing. Like it it worked i guess you know yeah i think
1: it worked in that movie at least better than it does here like this is just this is like lines and scenes that they didn't have you know they went like i could almost tell without without before i got to the wikipedia stuff like i could almost tell this is something they went back and added because it seems like it should be spoken but it's not being spoken so it's like oh well how do we get this information in well it's the voice we'll just have them all you know their thoughts be the uh, us the audience can hear their thoughts and it's not even consistent with what the
0: voice is it, <laughs> because y- all characters seem to have I mean it. <laughs> yeah most yeah, I, I, I would say like most of the dialogue is this like inner narration which you know I don't know if it was entirely post production and added because there's clearly I, I say this because I watched one of the deleted scenes mm. and what they did was they actually paused like, themselves, actors, they just stopped after saying something, and then somebody in the back read the script line of someone's inner thought, and then they proceeded to keep acting.
2: Yeah. So, in
0: the deleted scene, they didn't bother to, you know, it's, do the
2: ADR. It's almost like a stage production.
0: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels
2: like theater, especially with, like, the, the hamminess of the villain, and... Yeah. The the way that you know,
0: and the lead, where he's down at, like the one of the few things he fucking says out loud with his voice is down on his knees, going, "Father, the sleeper has awakened," and it's just like,
2: I mean, this whole thing. Take another hit. You could, could (laughs) do this entire script. You could reenact this movie line for line, shot for shot, on stage, and you would have to change very little. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Um, I I wonder how it, it was that was that intentional by design because there was a problem or was that part of the plan all along i don't know i think a limited amount of it had to have been in
1: the screenplay because it's it's too there's too much of it for it yeah. to not have been there's uh, so much planned but yeah i think they went in and made some additions because they had to cut scenes i mean they had to cut almost an hour off of this runtime wise at least according to everything i've read about it there is no in, you know, in case anyone's wondering, there is no director's cut of this movie. David Lynch has been approached about doing one and has said no, 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 no. Doesn't even like to talk about it. Um, I mean, there, there is a director's cut, but I don't think he did it. A, he didn't do it. No, there's not a director's cut. There's an extended cut that oh, was just extended? Uh, made for television. Yeah. It was uh, extended for television to fill in a f- like, three-hour time gap or time slot or whatever. And then there uh, is and the all, all they really band. added to it was... Uh, yeah, there's fan cuts out there for sure that add the deleted scenes back into the film. Um, but yeah, so it's I, I guess we we as uh, aren't sure exactly what the director's original vision for it was. Um, but I don't know that that that's another thing is I don't think quite fits here, and that David Lynch, when you mentioned David Lynch and Dune, like okay prior to seeing this movie, obviously. It seems like something fits there, like ooh, that would be an interesting take on Dune. Um, but it turns out, as as you watch this film, it, you kind of come to understand that maybe David Lynch's writing style doesn't really fit Dune, because <laughs> yeah. he, I don't know, I don't know what the the word that I'm going for. I was trying to think of it. Um, he writes in a style that is very. Kind of American television, almost soap opera esque. It's very—I don't know if you guys have, are, are fans Americana. of Americana or some of his other like he, work, but yeah, like just yeah, very. He does
0: like a like a dark version of Americana.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kitschy. It's um I don't know. It's maybe not the right tone for Dune, and I feel like there's a, there's a no. lot of places here that it kind of sticks out uh, because the writing is very straightforward to the point where it's like they're almost talking out plot points to you um, yeah
0: <laughs> so that are.
1: that that hurts it a bit and i'm saying that being a fan of i always say i'm a fan of david lynch i'm actually very under understudied on david lynch i like i like twin peaks a lot i've only seen the original two seasons of the series and not the newer one um i enjoyed mahal drive quite a bit it's one of uh my favorite weird movies out there i've never seen uh his more famous films blue velvet or um, uh, what's the other one uh anyway doesn't matter but yeah um, <laughs> i have seen Eraserhead, and that's that is uh every everything its reputation says it is but <laughs> um anyway i guess where i'm going yeah. long-windedly is like maybe david lynch wasn't the the best match for this and i think he he has said very much the same
0: thing (laughs) well yeah he it's very much a mutual relationship uh i do have a question uh two things i think we should definitely talk about and let you guys choose uh between the, the 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 special effects like just beyond the shields but all the practical effects and such and uh the score okay yeah Choose, but choose wisely, because no, either one fact, is. About, it, we're we're um, gonna do both eventually.
2: <laughs> I I think I could jump on effects. Uh, okay. Honestly, I thought the worms were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. miniature work.
0: They're quite yeah. large puppets too.
2: Yeah, they really are. Um, I mean, you uh, can you can kind of tell that it's a sandbox in a few scenes, just the way the sand's falling. Like, yeah, yeah, that looks pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I I could see grains, you know. Come on. <laughs> um you're zooming in a bit. Uh but otherwise I thought it was pretty good. Um I mean they kind of came up didn't he just kind of make up the whole weirding way
0: devices in this? Well, yeah, cuz the weirding way is a martial arts form of yeah. of type in the book, but in this they're like, yeah, we need a space weapon that's cool. Like, they're like so there's the module the weird in module
2: uh-huh. and that, sound it, guns essentially sound <laughs> guns where you say certain yeah. words into a microphone and with enough conviction it shoots out a laser
0: that does it, whatever you want it to and it, it, it gives
2: it the the possibility to have that big epic
1: you know battle at the end um, I mean certainly I, there is an epic battle in in all versions of the story but yeah it, it gives it a very science fiction of the time look to it yeah and And it it
2: also gives like a very literal meaning of the my name is a killing word
0: yeah yeah i will say i will there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i will i will say um not maybe necessarily for this movie no i'm fine with it being this movie but for someone else's sanity it doesn't have to be i i actually do like them as a sci fi kind of weapon outside of dune like if this was literally in anything else and that was the whole point of it i think it would be really cool to have a weapon that is like essentially gives you the i don't want to say gives you the power of god but 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 just like your words can have a meaningful Negative or positive impact on the environment, and that I'm like that sounds like a fascinating thing to explore. And then I'm thinking about Doctor Who song Screwdriver. I'm like, okay, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know what I mean? Um, it's essentially what happens is when you grab like the lower part of Darth Vader's mask with the st- sound changer, attach it to your neck, attach it to a weird ass fucking gun, and just start shouting profanities. So it's like every kid with a Nerf gun.
2: Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> there, there's a lot of mythology in this story um like there's there's technically two mystical mythologies to keep track of
0: oh and god I yeah i
2: think that's one of the at least two and that's that's one of the things that makes mm-hmm. this story and prophecy yeah well that's I'm what sorry. i mean by like mythology. i meant to you've say got, pro- uh yeah you've premonitions got the Bene Gesserit well. and you've got the fremen and it it's i get them mixed up still like who's just what well um and just...
1: one of the cool things about that <laughs> that concept is that they those are two like you know mythologies and, and belief systems that are kind of coming together almost butting heads in this one person so they both have kind of this messiah esque myth and and paul atreides is filling the role for both of them but they disagree about you know well what, what his
0: ultimate yeah. destiny it's
1: how... is so
0: i think the analogy for it was something like when you because the beny Jesser actually are the ones who planted the concept of a messiah uh and it being yeah. the 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 i'm just gonna say cataract i know what the word actually is but tonight it's gonna be cataract <laughs> catalyst Qu- the cat yeah quasac catter cat whatever yeah. the cat man yeah <laughs> caterpillar <Cat-r- laughs> it's like Bene- benedict cumberbatch um <laughs> to be in the benedict cumberbatch um, that's when you can say the name right when you're I trying like to that do one. i'm one. going with that because <laughs> so when he's trying to be the benedict cumberbatch um <laughs> actually no they planted that uh it's a, it's a good it's a good mirror for missionary work like when they go to far out places and they implant the uh, concept of Christianity and fuse it within the, the local religion. So when more people come who are that said religion, it's a lot easier to manipulate those native people. However, with the book Dune, what happens is they set this shit up. Like, it, it, yeah, in the story of Dune, they're setting this shit up. Paul Atreides comes around, who's a fucking mutant who shouldn't fucking exist even for the fucking busy, busy gen. Uh, wow. And when you say it fast, it just becomes marbles in the mouth. <laughs> uh, the Benny Um they fucked, it, they fucked up there, and then he shows up like, well, they fucking fucked up my family. The best I could do is take advantage of these fucking local folks, uh, folklore, pretend to be their messiah, and get my revenge, and hope I don't start a jihad. Oops, I started jihad. Uh-huh. And that's essentially it. But this, this, the book. Is talking about like you know the the pitfalls of a messiah like exposing it but the movie goes straight for he is the white messiah
2: yeah <laughs> well that, i mean
0: he's not actually this powerful all he can do is see the future in the book and react to it but in this he can fucking make it rain like literally make it rain and shit and he's killing he's killing sting with sound mm-hmm i feel like there's a joke there about police but i i don't got one <laughs> it's not well, old enough
2: I, I mean there's you you got the bene gesserit and and then the, of course the fremen are definitely portrayed more in line with something you'd see like i guess palestinian in a way
0: yeah right? it's intentional yeah. yeah this is
2: very very much israel and palestine um in, in in the way that these two kind of cultures are, but it, it oh, well, there some it, it's, are, it's not it's not painting either one in a in a great light. I don't well, want to be to be, like, be,
0: eh, it's to be fair. It's like it's a little. Mm, there's some things. <laughs> Christianity stemmed from the same area, so it's, right. it's it, it. He what I feel like what the writer was trying to do of the book is like I'm just going for where Western religion originated from, which is in those areas. So of course that's why I think a lot of these. People take on these mannerisms, um, of of sorts. But yeah, it's not very insulting. Well, in the book, it's not. Yeah. No, part- it's
2: just there's there's yeah. some. It's just interesting, like how you know the the Fremen are, are definitely very much like you know. There's a even the way that the languages and stuff are, are designed. It's you know very very reminiscent yeah. of the, you know Islamic languages. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Middle yeah. Eastern languages. Yeah i mean uh, oh, jihad.
0: not yeah they, he,
1: he purposely used the word jihad to yeah <laughs> in the way that it, yeah so like because
0: that's what he, a jihad is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like yep
1: yeah I, I think herbert that all of that stuff is intentional but
0: yeah i think it's you know it is interesting though joe like when you mentioned the middle east thing because i think like i think after 9-11 and like the like the like the war that we have had so long and and uh over there and in, in the middle east um i think it's no longer called the middle east it's referred to as something else now and i'm i apologize for my ignorance but uh i think it hits differently us now when this before right oh, but sure. when uh differently than when this movie was made i don't think anyone really gave it any thought
1: yeah oh yeah i really. know that word it would have been just another word um yeah, but now I don't think anybody like, in the general public would have had any like co- well, general reading public for this book. So Western public would have been know. aware of what that the was mo- outside th- the context it's used in the novel.
0: Because the closest thing to it and it's practically the same is a crusade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same shit. It just depends on who's on the receiving end of what, I suppose. Right, right. But no, <laughs> when, I just it, it's I something would, that I found kind yeah. of
2: interesting. But, yeah.
0: It is. Uh, it is. I mean,
1: jump about five minutes backwards and give you a couple thoughts on the special effects of the oh yeah film um (laughs) and sorry uh, and no i no, and i just mostly agree with what joe said i actually think I, i prefer the uh worm design not necessarily everything that they do in the film but to design in this to the what they did in the new movie uh these are these are iconic almost like when you think sandworms uh you either think of this or beetlejuice i would say and even beetlejuice i think is borrowing this idea so (laughs) it's um i think exactly yeah yeah yeah. and it the the puppets or whatever you know the, the the actual physical creatures that they built don't always work but i love the design of them like they look they're you know basically just this gaping um mouth almost I don't know if you call it a mouth it's it's the the sarlacc pit effect with it it's just teeth as yeah. far as you can see kind of thing and just the gargantuan size of them however i think generally the special effects of this movie are hit and miss like there's some really, yeah. really great stuff um the entirety of the battle sequence or the invasion of the um i forget what the name of the capital city is behind the wall arakeen uh, the arakeen yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is just a total mess from a special effects oh standpoint. god it's horrible like, i <laughs> it's just it's all like rear projection um green screen stuff and i think they lose me on the effects in this movie with the worm riding stuff they never were able to quite yeah. get that to look right
0: you can see like the um, little dots like drawn on on film that don't move yeah like and you can tell it's just a guy in
1: like in like a riser holding onto a rope kind of whipping it like he's riding yep. something and then yeah and it's it, that's a mess however i the design of the film if we if we step back to just the, the the design of it and the look and feel it uh this universe takes on in the lynch film is actually really really cool it's my favorite thing about the movie
0: like the ships um, and such yeah the ships yeah, the just ships the, the,
1: the... um Especially Interiors. the Harkonnen architecture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of the architecture, like the design of everything is really cool. It's almost steampunk. And I'm not even sure that term existed in 1984, but there's a lot of that like post tech or like old fashioned, like yeah, technology kind of look to everything, which is maybe reading into a little bit of what you said about the history of the universe, where there had been some kind of a tech revolt or a AI kind of thing. Um, but I don't know, yeah. I'm not sure if it's reading into that or not, but I, it almost oh, feels like it's got a little steampunk to it.
0: Um, there are times where they do go a little... I, I'm not going to say too far as a bad thing, but like they they definitely go really far to a point where I can almost, like, question. Like I, was like, I don't know if they would go that far. Like, I think, like, the new movie, the way they explore it, is a, is a little bit probably more closer to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I agree. I agree that i really liked like the sit the set designs the the ship designs the only one thing that fucking is an eyesore like painfully like compared to everything else where it's like well i think some like you know creative efforts there's a lot like simple geometric shapes okay but when it came to the onathopter i'm like oh no this is like the wonka vader with devil wings yeah Yeah, this is terrible
1: yeah, it I was didn't care for awful. that either. And they pulled it off so well in the new movie because they made it look so, very credible and cool. Yeah.
0: Oh my yeah. god, so much. We're, it's one of my favorite vehicles the way they designed it. Which is, to be fair, very similar to the Black Panther Dragonfly uh, like mm, yeah. ships that they had. So <laughs> But yeah. Ugh. Watching that thing like unfold in the back when they were explaining the still suits, which by the way, still suits, cool fucking design. Yeah,
1: those work. In fact, they they didn't do a whole lot different.
0: Nope, <laughs> they got it right. They got it right yeah. from the book too. Like it's like, but I'm watching that fucking ornithopter. Like, you see like what's with this fucking gold cube? And then it shows its face and folds these tiny ass wings. I'm like, mm, there's yeah, some suspension fly? going on in this fucking movie. But that thing will not pass. Yeah. I refuse. I'll take the fucking like weird ass baby creatures. Fuck! I can even accept the weird ass like, uh, body bag, green screen face, emperor soldiers, whatever the fuck they are, like play <laughs> abominations. But <Yeah>. this, <clears throat> Fly of the Navigator was better than this. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of the special effects are are lacking. I think they're hit and miss because as much as I like some of some of the the look of the stuff, it just when everything gets moving or tries to work together, um, you know it's it kind of falls <laughs> apart and the, the latter yeah, like 20 last 20 minutes half an hour of this movie are a disaster in that in that yeah. respect so
0: how about uh, like the melton hand or the melton face scenes the special that, effects because that seems like a few cool. yeah, yeah no I, were, I think
1: that stuff's cool there's huh. it, it might be a little out of place in this movie but it's
0: it yeah I, I think that element. stuff's competent yeah Gross, but exciting. It was, it was definitely
2: a Lynch. <laughs> yes. it, 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 that was one of those where you remember you're watching a David Lynch movie.
1: Yeah, because I think it's mostly accomplished stop motion, and, and almost it's I think its base is like clay or latex, just kind of goop. <laughs> yeah, it almost well, looks and like uh, they were sitting with a heat gun or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Which I but think I've seen in other Lynch stuff, definitely. Yeah,
0: It reminded me a little bit of Evil Dead, or Evil Dead yeah. 2, with the possessed yeah. hand transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But the, the Duke Leto's face melting or tearing apart when he released the smoke thing. Apparently in behind the scenes, the actor uh, Yugen mm-hmm. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. You're, he got his face good? burnt. Yeah. Oh really? He got his face burnt by that. Like they tested everything and it was fine, but when they finally shot uh, it didn't open like it was supposed to so the steam, the hot steam got trapped underneath the fucking latex and burned his face Ooh. so that hole he's digging through is actually real he's passed out from the pain and lynch thought it'd be really cool just to poke at it but they never turned off the cameras oh i'm lying oh, <laughs> i to say that's crazy <laughs> i wanted to see how far i could take it but he did get his face burned that did happen that 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 part was true but Jesus. um still yeah that's fucked up. but can I just ask? Would you poke at a face with a toxic gas like steaming out of it? Or is it still steaming out of it? No. Would you go like, I think it's safe to touch? I think if there's no. a face it with a toxic probably gas coming it. out of it, I'm going to avoid it. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> it just killed Brad Dwarf. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. going like will poke yeah, it, it. I agree.
1: Oh. I don't think I. I don't think I'd be going anywhere near, near that. I'd be walking the other way. So.
0: Okay, I do have Running a thing. Even. I don't know whether or not this should be in the episode, but it's a stupid fucking thing that maybe you guys are, like find funny. I'm just picturing so, yeah, like so a bro. it
1: definitely should be in.
0: <laughs> I'm picturing a bro version because we're talking about the hand in the boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about like a douchey, natural lampoon, a bro version of fucking uh, Paul Atreides, and she's like, "Put your hand in the box," and he goes, "I'll do you one better," and just puts his dick in the box. And he goes, "Bring it." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah uh, I, I, I think lynch I just, is like i'm for it i think i just <laughs> go for the gamja bar at that point uh it's, it's and then lean into it it's going
1: through my head is that saturday night live skit slash song dick in the box yeah so i'll put um, my
0: dick in the box you take that yeah, pointy there. finger you go around the back end let's okay. let's make this a life worth <laughs> living and she's like i'm done i'm done with this movie." what are your thoughts on, on the music of this movie the
1: benedict cumberbatch or, no, or whatever it is
0: <laughs> he is the benedict cumberbatch that sounded like it
1: was a some kind of a comment on benedict cumberbatch as a person and that is not what i meant i was uh no, mispronouncing no. the whatever he's so, coming
0: for anyway. you now
1: yeah he's gonna be really <laughs> upset when he hears this so what'd you think of the music like in now? this movie <laughs> <laughs> that was the way uh, to get to the segue <laughs> i actually really love the score it's one of it's one of my other favorite elements and it's kind of crazy because like when you look you, you think of the band toto oh but the <laughs> only thing i know of the band toto is the song africa which is which is know, what the just, brought the just rains basically to attract? As, as cheesy saccharine 80s schlock as you can get right um and but I don't know. Yeah, the music in this is pretty great. And uh, I guess Brian Eno, Brian Eno uh, also composed a couple pieces for this, and his music's definitely more interesting than yeah, my general understanding of Toto. But I don't know. Whatever they did to get this all together, it's it's a great score. Uh, one of One of the stronger aspects of this film.
0: Yeah. yeah it's definitely an interesting mix of just, like, deep... Uh, almost operaic like sounds and then followed by just random, like wailing guitars at random points during battle. And it's just like, this is it, by, i I'm This is probably a mess by some people's standards, but my golly, it's a mess. I fucking enjoy. Like I wouldn't call it <laughs> even a mess. It's, it's a fun joy ride. And I'm like that. I agree with Eric. Like I would say for me, this movie's soundtrack uh, with some of its cheesier failed elements is, not comparing the two sorry uh is uh what makes this movie kind of very fucking enjoyable because it's like let's do it because if anyone's going to bring the reins to arrakis it's toto yeah i mean fuck they did it for africa
2: why yeah. not that's
0: what it was it wasn't paula trees it was toto, no it was toto mean, so. exactly that's what i'm getting at Eric. which <laughs> so when he opens his mouth to make the sound he's just singing in reigns of africa yeah there you they go. had to cut it out for budgetary reasons I thought some Put of the that wailing the guitar
2: cut. stuff in this, that where it starts approaching, like, Queen and Flash Gordon. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, that kind of broke it for me. But, yeah, otherwise, I thought that the score was actually, like you said, was one of the better things about this. And then all of a sudden, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to go, Flash! Um, <laughs> uh, we just get this... I mean, they got
0: one of the Flash actors in there. That's true, they did. Yeah, they did.
2: So, you know... I, overall though yeah i thought the score was pretty pretty cool in in, along with when the effects are good they're pretty good um yeah kind of together save this from being an entire shit fest i guess for me i do think there's a couple of things towards the end where it it just falls apart um yeah the the
1: whole narrative (laughs) of the movie falls apart towards the end like it's it stops making any sense at all yeah it's just going the pace is so fast
2: it's like everything
1: is happening, like, boom, 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 boom. like e-
2: everything with the little girl at the end. Everything with her is
0: just
1: yeah. mind
0: unnerving as fuck.
1: Well, and talk about no building up of that character at all. Like there is nothing. <laughs> like you're given an info dump on what she's all about, and there she is interacting with people. All of a sudden, it's like okay, there,
0: right. Like, she's a fetus emerging from the ugliest Freddy... It's like Freddy krueger flavor tricks yogurt. Like, she's just emerging from that. Like, if somebody melted down Freddy Krueger's makeup... I
1: love that. That is such another David Lynch moment of this. The fact that we needed a a reflective moment from the fetus at that point. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's Um, David Lynch. I see that. Emerging from
0: a gory Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> well, even before that, happens when, you, when you you've got the, the big the battle
2: with, um, with you know, Muad'Dib and fiat mm-hmm. Sting just, you know, he's, like, standing there. He's, like, like friggin' Spring-Heeled Jack with a knife, and he's jumping around. And he just keeps yelling, I will kill him! <laughs> like, I like how he gets, like, less and less, uh, like, sure
1: of himself. Yeah, has got like, I will, I will kill him. I, and finally, it's like, I, no, Seriously. I'm gonna kill I'll him. I'll do it.
0: Don't, don't worry. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. Yeah. This is fun. the dude that. This is the dude that would have done the job. Uh, jean Jepar. <laughs> Fucking a. Sounds like I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. These words are made up like all words. Anyways, he's the one who would have put his dick in the box. Yeah, probably and, and tantric. He, he calls it the stinger. It'd be tantric.
2: <laughs> yeah. but I, I'll Someone just call the, the, the police. constant jumping around like this is the guy we're supposed to see like he's this like psychotic assassin or something that the baron's sending out and it turns out he just he just hops around and, and tells everybody stares he's, he stares at you like i'll kill him i'm, I'm gonna kill him
0: i'm fucking crazy man he's really that guy man, at the bar man. he's the guy at the bar who starts a fight yeah not actually <laughs> expecting somebody to take him on and you go, oh I'll fucking do it yeah he's, I, he's the I guy can. at every game that says like oh, you want to go you want to go? And they he don't wanna even go. want to go.
2: They're holding back. He's Stanley back Marsh. Through. Yeah, he's Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to go? Do or do you want I, to do? I can
0: do this all day. And <laughs> <laughs> he does. But
2: oh, my God. Yeah, by, by the yeah. end of this, you, you've you learned how to pronounce Muad'Dib very well because that's all you hear for about 15 minutes.
0: That or feels if you it's the only word you can pronounce very well. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. Muhadib, Muhadib, Iso. I can do that one too. But
2: um, well, I guess you know we can kind of start to to wrap things up on that. Any uh, final thoughts and a grade for 1984's David Lynch's Dune? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you.
0: This movie is a dumpster fire, hot tra- hot wet trash, uh, <laughs> telling of of the book um and it it's a beautiful mess to watch i love the fuck out of this movie (laughs) like it so when i was reading reviews for the fucking new movie uh there was a lot of controversy going back and forth it's like oh my god the first one's so much better the lynch version is so much better like it it's actually quite divisive between like fans weirdly enough oh really no fans like that (laughs) <laughs> but surely it's just like... you jest, but um i i uh i, I understood it though because i was on the fence too i'm like i mean this is superior but that being said the lynchian characters mainly the baron despite how inaccurate they are from the book they are fucking memorable mm. <laughs> and very different like they're, it's not very, it's not subtle. These are like, these are like, yep, these are different people. <laughs> these are very fucking different people. Time to introduce something new, and they're like, I wish they could expand on why they're different. Why does this dude have the worst case of eyebrow bush and herpes on his lip I've ever seen? I don't know what's going on here, um, but it's like it's a fucking mess, and it's a beautiful mess to watch. I. This is my guilty pleasure. Uh, I, I put this movie up here with the same level of weird, corny, sci-fi with odd elements and uh, for some reason score done by uh, an 80s band. Like up there with Flash Gordon. Um, like, Dune's high. Uh, Honestly, I can't go beyond anywhere in the Bs. I, but for me personally, it's kind of a B plus. I love the hot mess of it. Wow. Okay. So some nostalgia yeah, I know, I influence know. there. That's cool. I uh, mean, yeah. I watched it in my like almost mid twenties, so <laughs> I can't. I don't know. <laughs> this might be my poor taste in nostalgia. Okay. Just, I okay. can appreciate the mess that it is. Okay. Fair. What about you, Eric? Everyone Gots one.
1: Yeah, I agree with the the amusing mess concept that that you have in the review. I don't necessarily agree that I think it's all it's all good it's about it's about 50 50 for me um however i think that it trying to tackle such a like i don't know the the unfilmable story right as we talked about earlier in the in the episode they pull off you know 25 percent of this really strongly it's got some great moments it's got a great look to it um it certainly is David Lynch's vision of this universe, at times. Um, but yeah, the the end product of this movie is just such a big mess that I, I have trouble giving it a whole lot of. Uh, I would have trouble giving it a very good grade. <laughs> I don't find it to be one hundred percent like really watchable, enjoyably watchable. I think it gets to almost the point where the new movie le- leaves off. and and it is a very watchable serviceable um i still hate the voiceover thing that's really going to be my sticking point but anyway it's 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 there enough in the beginning that i still was annoyed with it but the second half of this movie totally falls apart can't even hold together as a movie itself like it's just jumping from one thing to another it's overusing this voiceover concept the special effects become much worse than they were in the prior part of the film um (laughs) I don't know. The script just seems like it's a mess at points and maybe it's not even the script. Maybe it's something that we got, we did, haven't seen that was left on the cutting room floor. I'm not sure judging it based on what we saw, but as, as much as it's something that I, I don't necessarily mind, or I, I'm not going to say I won't ever watch it again. Cause I certainly might. It's cer- it's got an entertain, a certain amount of entertainment value. I don't think I can give it very high marks just because of just, it just kind of doesn't hold together as a movie. <laughs> no. for me at least so i think i'm gonna give it and i feel
2: i'm being rather generous at a c minus that is quite land. generous so.
0: <laughs> joe
2: i'm i'm actually gonna be landing pretty close to that too eric um yeah so my my first viewing of this was more of kind of a reconnaissance like all right i want to <laughs> see what this thing is about because i keep <laughs> hearing references to it let me, let me try to listen to it. Okay, it's too dense. Let's watch the movie I've heard is bad. Yep, that's pretty <laughs> goddamn bad. Um, but at least I get the story, and the story's kind of cool. Um, I've actually really enjoyed the new one. Uh, I can see the appeal. I can see why this story has a fan base. I can see its impact on science fiction. I see its significance. I like David Lynch. This This felt like as about as i mean it has elements there but it has about as much heart of a david lynch which is you know black and shriveled uh film (laughs) as the tim burton planet of the apes movie is a tim burton movie Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) Yeah. right like there's things you can tell he got
0: his way on but ultimately in the end this is just you know what it is terrible with that comparison is so perfect. What makes it it's like nothing about this seems like them except the casting.
2: Yeah. And maybe like some of the
0: color tones. Yeah. You know, some weird little detail things and like like, like said, an odd cast. imagery every once in a while. Right. Like, why does this monkey have the same hairdo as that one dude who sings in that goth band from the eighties? But you can <laughs> tell that specifically these are not stories
2: by these very illustrative directors. Yeah. You know, these are directors that sometimes to a fault, let style get in front of storytelling. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or, you know, they're they're very hand-in-hand. Lynch is definitely one of those, and this is a a preset story. It's a complicated story, um, and Lynch is... He wasn't doing things like this. Um, Just like Tim Burton wasn't doing things like Planet of the Apes. So... I, I did find it interesting to find that, that David Lynch turned down Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I, I th- find
1: it interesting they ever offered it to him. But Well, I, I think,
2: again, they, that was people not really understanding what David Lynch did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. or, no, I should say does. Um, So, yeah, in this one, it's got its campiness, and I can appreciate it as a cult classic now. Um, I do feel like it's a very good kind of poorly written cliff notes if you want to really get into Dune. Yeah. and get the basic idea it's it's going to give it to and you can see this and go yeah there's clearly a lot a lot better way to tell this story but i'm at least getting the cliff notes of it um i will still stand by that this actually gives you'll walk away from this movie with a
1: little bit more of the details and minutia. Oh, than yeah. you will from the new one but
2: you're going to come up with a more satisfying experience from the story mean, storytelling a, yeah. experience with the new yeah. one yeah or just reading the book um, so for that, you know, the, the performances here are all over the place from incredibly over-the-top hammy to just terrible. Um, I don't think many people are, are like good in this. There's nobody really good in this because it's just not a good script. It's pretty lame. So overall, it has its, its purposes, so I can't completely throw it in the bin, so I'll give it a C-minus as well.
0: A yeah. couple of so. C-dogs...
2: Yeah, nice. yeah. I I can't completely shit yeah. on it because I when I when I had to watch it a second time in a year I went okay I'm willing to watch yeah. it again. It's just bad.
0: <laughs> I'm not taking any offense to any of it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like yeah. nope. Like I well, said, I just t- my my grade is what it is because I'm a mutant of my own creation. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to know, of course, what
2: any of our listeners think of the eighty-four version of dune directed by david lynch and please feel free to send any of those questions comments criticisms or witticisms to the video Air podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at video junk pod or find us on the main video Air podcast facebook page or the facebook group if you write it we'll read it and
0: we'd love to hear from you i do have a question to add on that for our viewers what do you if do you think david lynch should ever try to tackle sci-fi again and if so what do you think an actual true David Lynchian sci-fi epic would be? Not epic, but just story would be. Like, how would David Lynch tell sci-fi? Because I think that would be cool Mm. to see him do it in his own way. Yeah, very interesting. So that's a question for you guys who who listen. Fucking start it. There, dialogue, content.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you like what you hear uh the Video Jerkard podcast now has a Patreon uh subscription got any and, money uh, jump on there and uh, check out some of the perks of uh donating to the podcast all that any money we collect for for the podcast goes directly back into the podcast and um yeah we do greatly appreciate well. yeah greatly appreciate your <laughs> listening either way uh coming up on the Video Jerkard podcast we have some exciting things as we uh Go through through Christmas and into the new year. Uh, directly next week is that all-time heartwarming classic *Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo, starring Rob Schneider. Uh, and, wait, you uh, said
0: exciting things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> followed by uh, *The Game* Michael starring Michael Douglas and uh, the. Following that, we're going to look at a movie that I'm not all that familiar with, and it, possibly it's that all three of us are not all that familiar with. But uh, we. Uh, Came up with the idea of doing a. Uh, we did have done a lot of Stephen King adaptations on here. Doing a Dean Koontz adaptation, because somebody mentioned in the conversation that we were. Uh, well, look, he was the he was like the dime store version of Stephen King. Whatever, I don't know, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be watching Odd Thomas, which is a movie from 2013. Uh, supposed to be one of the the better, if not best, of his uh, movie adaptations. We'll see what we make of that. Also, uh, going to also be gonna weirdest,
0: have a uh, Christmas themed month of movies for us. Yeah. For sure. Not, <laughs> definitely not too Christmas themed, but we will have
1: a Christmas special <laughs> no. for you and a new year's special as well. So we're going to, we are going to theme a couple shows for you um, coming up. So stay tuned for what those are. And uh,
2: I hope you will join us again. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the video Junkyard podcast and hope you've enjoyed enough to share it around with your friends and family. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Sisko saying,
0: Okay, follow me, do the same moves.
1: on Twitter, at VideoJunkPod, and on Instagram as VideoJunkyardPodcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.